Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Kirsten Sherwood of Copper Kettle Co. And I love this episode. I took so many notes, you guys. I'm so excited. Kirsten is hosting their third virtual summit through their brand, The Modern Conference. And it's going on right now. So like, if you listen to this episode, you're going to get a link on how you can like get the amazing stuff that they're kind of talking about. But she's letting us in on like behind the scenes of what it takes to run, start, set up, tech, all the things that have to do with virtual summits. I am like head over heels obsessed. Yeah. And yeah. like, you will hear more things from us is all Basically, I have to say about this is that. also an ad for our upcoming summit <laughs> to be determined on the name, the date, the title, all of the things. But seriously, uh, she gives so much valuable information, yeah. things I would have never thought about. And I'm also really excited because she let us know after the episode that she's going to be in the future here having even more resources for people interested in running their own summit and like basically having plug and play processes for you. So, I mean, if this is something you've been toying around with, definitely listen. And then I would go join her free Facebook group. Do that. All right. So listen, take notes, go buy your access pass with the link that we mentioned in this episode. And I can't wait to see your summit coming out soon. So if you've ever been a person who's thought about holding some sort of online event and collaborating with other creatives to grow your email list and ultimately make sales, then you're going to love hanging out with Kirsten today because we're talking all about how she grew an online summit and did just that. So thanks for showing up, babe. Yeah, I'm so excited to dig in. I love talking numbers and summits and all that stuff. So excited to be here. And this is something like, I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like 
this would be a logical like first step for someone who might hypothetically in the future want to host like an in-person event. Like this might give you some skills on like how to organize peoples and like sell tickets to things. Do you feel like since you're going through your second event right now that you've like even touched the surface on like maybe one day having an in-person thing or are they like two completely different ball games? I mean, I think ultimately they're like completely different ball games. But yeah, I mean, I think that when we first started our first one, the reason why we did it was because I wanted to test the waters and see if this would be like yeah. good for an, uh, an in-person event. But I mean, ultimately, like a lot of the systems will work for both of them, you know, like speaker contracts and actually booking speakers and selling tickets and all that stuff. When it comes to it, though, I think it's like totally different. The, one of the nice things yeah. about virtual summits is that there's like almost no overhead versus like an in-person summit. It's yes. expensive. So yeah, yeah, I'd say both. Yeah, I think there's like a little bit less pressure when it's virtual because I do feel like if something has to tweak or pivot or change, like you can do that a lot easier than like... Yeah. I've reserved an entire hotel and like all of this stuff is like coming. Like your Chipotle is going to go bad if you push it back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately it's like a lot of people don't really make that much at uh, at virtual summits. And I we, we seem to be a pretty atypical um, example of how summits have gone so far as far as I've seen in the creative community. But like, yeah, exactly. Like with a big in-person event, you have to make a certain amount of money. And 100%. if you don't, yeah. then you're screwed. So totally. So what are the biggest takeaways, the one that you ran last year to deciding to do it again? Like, why did you decide to do it again in the first place? Okay. So for our first one, we said, I'm a big numbers goal. Like, and I think you guys do this exact same thing as we do. I like to have Mm -hmm. a kind of break even numbers goal, a like, okay, this is good enough. We can make some tweaks and like maybe do it again numbers goal. And then a like, this is never going to happen, but like, holy (laughs) shit, it would be sweet if it did. Yeah. And for our first one, those numbers were 5,000 was break even. $10,000 was like, okay, we could probably make some tweaks. And $20,000 was like a, there's no way, but like, yeah, that would be awesome. And so we ended up hitting like $24,000 for the first one. Shut up. Yeah, it was just insane. And so we figured like, okay, well, I mean, if this is what's going to happen, then like, yeah, (laughs) definitely we'll do it again. So that was kind of like the biggest thing. And then just like, I don't know. I feel like as a whole too, the community that we built around it and like everybody just seemed so enthusiastic about continuing to connect with these people who met during it Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff too, that I don't know, it just seemed kind of like a no brainer for us. Yeah. I love that. So when you initially ran, so the first summit, which was what last January, it was last August. Our Yeah, like almost exactly a year ago, because that was the Creative Brand Summit. Then we had our second one, which was the Creative Launch Summit in January, and you guys were a part of that one. That's right. Yeah. And right now- So this is technically your third. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So you are a seasoned pro now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It seems (laughs) like it. It feels like it. (laughs) So talk to me about kind of the initial thought process of even kind of going down this route of like, okay, yes, testing the waters for a future event. Yes, you knew you would grow your list and maybe make some money, but like, how did it fit into your overall like business game plan? Okay, so this is kind of like, I don't know, I feel like this is kind of a random story slash, uh, it, it really didn't fit at all. 
But basically at the time, we were kind of in this weird space of like pivoting, but not really sure where we wanted to pivot. But thinking about doing an online event had been in the back of my mind for a long time. I really love connecting with people who are in this space with us. I love helping our audience with education, as you guys understand. And then I also really thought that the benefits involved with like everybody involved in the summits were really good that like, for us, it is it's a big, you know, list building thing. It's a big, possibly financial thing. But then it's also like a networking thing with other influencers and such. For the audience, it's a free education, which is like huge. And for the speakers, again, it's like it's building their email list, it's building their their audience and such too. And one of the things that we're passionate about is helping those like, quote unquote, smaller people or the smaller businesses to get on to a platform where they can lift themselves up that a lot of small businesses, even if they're really new, they have really unique perspectives and really unique takes on their own business and their own experiences and what they've learned. And I think that a lot of people don't really get access to being on these kinds of platforms. And so we wanted to give them that access. So that was kind of like our reasoning behind doing our first one. And then at the time, it really didn't fit into our business model at all. At this point, though, we're finally like a year later, we're finally figuring out like, okay, I know what what I'm good at right now. I know what I'm trying to accomplish in this creative space. And that is basically helping people to collaborate with others. And so we have our Launch Brand Grow community, which is kind of like a co-op. We have like, I'm not the leader, I'm the founder of it, but I don't do the workshops. I don't do the hot seats. We have other people who do that, that each month we'll have like a different leader and we'll have them be spotlighted and they get all of the attention. And, and that's what I'm, I've been really loving is that is giving that spotlight to other people. And I think the summits really work with that. And this really works with that. Um, So yeah, I don't know. It's been a fun journey and lots of learning involved, I guess. Logistics, because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, like I can see myself doing this. Like I I know enough people I could pull this together, but like (laughs) how far in advance are you planning? Like what is the kind of tech setup you're doing prior to an event and what kind of goes down while the event's happening. Yeah, totally. So, and I know that like with you guys, you guys already have a big audience and you guys would do like stellar at it. I know that one of the pain points of people who would like to do a virtual summit, but like don't know where to start, a lot of them don't have much of a following at all. And I think that it's really like when we did our first one, again, we made twenty-five or $24,000. We had 400 people on our email list and we had like maybe 3,000 Instagram subs- or followers. I love that. Yeah. So it like you really don't have to have like this huge following in order to be successful. And I mean, and now at this point, like we've made about uh, 2,500 email subscribers per summit too. So it's grown our list really well. And yeah. And so, so just kind of a reassurance of those who are listening who do have a small following, you guys can do it too. As far as the tech setup goes and the like timing, we typically suggest doing like starting the planning about 10 to 12 weeks ahead of time. And even if this is your first one, that should give you enough time. Um, I found that for our third one now, it's like way too much time. It feels like we're kind of like twiddling our thumbs over here because we have so many systems. Yeah, it's amazing once you have systems in place for it. But the first one, definitely about 12 weeks or so. And what that looks like is typically the first three weeks or so are inviting speakers, kind of figuring out the content and the logistics of like how you want this to go, making sure that the content is curated really well so that your audience has a really strong takeaway and getting kind of that initial tech stuff in order. 
The second stage for us is like purely recording. We like spend three weeks doing nothing but recording. So it's a big chunk of time, but um, I think it really pays off for us. And then the third stage, so the last three three weeks, four weeks, last four weeks, is setting up the main tech. So setting up your website, your email funnels, um, actually getting people to sign up, doing the big marketing pushes, like all of the rest of it. And then as far as tech goes, we like the biggest things that you need for sure hands down are a place to host it, obviously. So you need somewhere where people can come where they can watch the videos. And we actually host that on our own website. The reason for that is because one, I love the fact that we get all of that SEO juice, like all of the traffic goes to our website. So it's huge for SEO. And then two, we get to keep it on brand. So if you use something like ClickFunnels or like Webinar Jam or something, it's that works. But again, you lose that SEO juice and it's kind of like whatever branding they have for you. So we get to completely customize it. That's one of the tech things. Another one is you'll need to record the video somehow. So we use Zoom. You'll need to host your video somehow. So that's YouTube for us or Vimeo. And another big one is hosting the All Access Pass, which is how you make money. We use Thinkific for that. And the last one that's like definitely big is email service provider. So like ConvertKit, MailChimp, et cetera, to gain those yeah. email opt-ins. Yeah. So if it's free to people, how are you making money? Okay. So it's a free event. Everybody can come. They can watch the videos for free for 24 hours. All they have to do is give us their email address and we will send them all the links. So it is, it's a totally free event. Everybody gets freebies during it. We have all of our speakers have um, links to their opt-ins so that people can grab their workbooks and whatnot right there. So it's like a really big, lots of education. In order to make money, what we do is we have an all access pass, which is basically it offers all of the videos for unlimited time instead of just the 24 hours. It offers like exclusive content. We do a massive giveaway where we give away like thousands of dollars in prizes for like 40 different winners. So that's kind of a big incentive. And we keep the price really low. It's only $49 for the early bird all access pass and 69 during the summit, which I think that we're going to be posting this video during the summit. So right now it's only 69 if you guys want to grab that too. So yeah, that's how we make the most of our money. We also have sponsors and then we also like to upsell something at the end of the summit too. So those typically are our big money makers. Yeah. So can you do a breakdown of like, so I just did the math of like, if you sold all of your early bird tickets at $49 for 24,000, that's 489 tickets sold. Mm -hmm. So like, can you give us kind of the overview of like, did most of those come from ticket sales or sponsors or the up sales? Like which one was the most effective moneymaker? Yeah, totally. So we actually have a blog post and we'll link this in the show notes. We have a blog post that that breaks down the exact numbers, like down to the penny of our expenses and where all of the income came from for our very first summit. And basically, yeah, our biggest moneymaker was the All Access Pass. We sold, I even have the number breakdown. We sold 217 early bird passes, 90 regular priced at like at the door passes, and then seven, only seven last chance ones, which were $89 at the time. And so it was a grand total of $17,000 for that. We also had sponsors. And if you guys are thinking of doing sponsors, one of the things that I really love to suggest is to not think so much about like the big deal sponsors. You know, don't don't reach out to ConvertKid or to like Thinkific and stuff. Um, I'm sure that they would love to help and they will really love to send out email blasts and stuff. They love participating, but they don't 
necessarily find enough value in like paying for it. And that's, you know, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. They love to do their stuff in person. So I do know like with ConvertKit specifically, like they'll sponsor an in-person event all day long because they'll send a body there and talk to you and build those relationships. So they know that's where their money comes from more effectively. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they have like a bigger, bigger scale marketing plan. What we do where we've gotten the most from our sponsors and for the first one we made about $5,200 from our sponsors is we actually just collaborated with our audience members. And again, these were the people who just need like they need visibility. They're excited to get in front of new eyes. And so we have a creative directory where we basically pushed them in front of the audience. Uh, So that was like our biggest one. Now we have different types and tiers of sponsorships, which we kind of help people with like figuring out what would work well for their summits. And I don't know, I feel like that's kind of our, our biggest second one. Our upsell was only like 1500 bucks, awesome. but that was a good one too. Wow. That's yeah. cool. I love that breakdown. That blog post is going to be helpful for you guys who are nosy <laughs> yeah. like me and want to know. <laughs> I love numbers. So I'm like all about exposing yeah. all of our numbers. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> well, it's, it's fun to me because I feel like this is the kind of thing that like revives a new spark in people and gets people excited about doing something again. And mm-hmm. You know, I've been a part of quite a few of them on the speaking side, but not necessarily, well, I didn't never on the producing side. And I know there's a ton of work that goes into it. But I mean, that is always very evident, like, because there's, it just seems like this big dance that just like, it all just happens yeah. at once and everything's choreographed <laughs> and like all the switches and emails and this, that, and the other thing. But I do think there's such a huge potential for people. So I love to hear your take on who you think a summit is right for and who you think it doesn't make sense for. Yeah. So I'd say as far as like business models go, like what business types work for summits? Honestly, I think I feel like I can't think of one that wouldn't be good. We're all like, even if we're product providers, we're all service providers to an extent. Like we teach people how to do things and we provide value in some way or other. So even like as a product maker, um, having a summit that is like a bunch of product makers together, teaching people how to make their products or how to start their product-based business or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then with service providers, it's like, you know, it's kind of easy. That's like what we do is we give information. As far as like personality type, I would say that (laughs) that if you're somebody who's overwhelmed easily, who isn't really good at like spinning a lot of plates at once or isn't very organized, probably not your best bet. Um, It does take a lot of spinning plates and a lot of different, it is, it's a very choreographed thing. There's a lot going on at once. But if you're somebody who really enjoys collaborating with people and like networking with people and helping out lots of people at once, and if you're pretty organized, and I mean, again, we have like tons of systems that we're kind of ramping up in order to help people to create their own summits, then like we have all of our systems that you guys can just get then yeah, I think summits are absolutely, they're a great way to, if not make a ton of money, um, get a lot of email signups. I've, I've found that. Yeah. And exposure. Yeah, exactly. Exposure, um, kind of that like credibility. And even if, again, like people, what's really nice is that people have associated their relationships with other people that they met during the summit with me, which is cool because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, they think of their friendship together and then they think of me, which is like a, Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I don't know. Yeah. So... Yeah, there are a ton of benefits to actually hosting a summit That's too. That's awesome. Yeah. We are all about small business owners getting paid. And we know that some of you listening still get stressed out when it comes time to crunch the numbers, run the reports, and treat yourself. Want to know why you should make the switch to Gusto? With one login, you can manage payroll, employees, benefits, and HR in one place. Plus, all your employee info and deductions stay synced and up to date, which helps eliminate many of the common errors you're bound to make. 
Gusto also saves you time. 72% of customers spend less than five minutes on running payroll. Ours is set to do it automatically. Sweet. Gusto also automatically, yes, automatically files and pays your payroll taxes, compiles and sends your W-2s and 1099s and submits new hire forms. Set it and forget it. Plus, they got big time benefits for small businesses. Gusto offers tailor-made options for your business, such as health insurance, 401k plans and more. Don't believe it? Just Google them. People love Gusto. How often do you actually love your payroll provider? All you need to do is sign up today. You'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy. Because here's the deal. Most small businesses don't have an HR department, but you don't need one with Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not payroll and paperwork. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. So get your booty over to gusto.com slash strategy and you'll get three months free once you're on your first payroll. That's gusto.com slash strategy. Can you kind of walk me through, especially in the early stages of how you approach people to even be a speaker at your summit? when it was your first time or your second time, and maybe you haven't met the people or how did you build those relationships and kind of start that communication? Yeah, absolutely. So for our first summit, it was really specific. It was the creative brand summit. And so I, as a brand designer at the beginning of our business, knew a lot of the people who I was reaching out to and, or had followed them for a long time. Like, you know, I met like a couple of them in person, like once, you know, so it was like a little bit easier to reach out to people, but even if like most of the sp- most of the speakers who I've reached out to, I've never really like actually met them or like had like a really deep relationship. So for those who are looking to find speakers who are like maybe their own inspiration or who feel like they're like totally out of their league, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm sure you guys would agree. One of the biggest things is to start that relationship ahead of time. So make sure you're following them on Instagram, reply to their newsletter every once in a while, like really truly engage with them at least a few times before you make that ask. Especially if again, if you're kind of on the the smaller business side, maybe you don't have um, much of a network right now, just being familiar with people and having them able to say, Hey, I've seen that girl before. I know her from Instagram or she comments on all of our posts or whatever is really helpful when connecting with those people. And then also making sure to like, I don't know, I feel like one of my biggest things is telling people how much they've impacted my business personally or me personally. And I think there's a really fine line between this. You don't want to just like dish out compliments like you're sucking up to people, but you do want to let them know that you have been influenced by them and that your audience would benefit equally from their presence and that their audience would also be like a really good fit and mesh with your summit like collaboration too. So making sure that they know that their audience is welcome and that it like makes sense for the lineup that you have and all of that stuff is also really important. Yeah. I can see how that can be like kind of nerve wracking at the beginning of reaching out to people for like something that hasn't existed (laughs) yet. But 
I mean, quite literally, like they're either just going to say no or not exactly. respond. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like the biggest thing. Like what can go wrong? Like what can go wrong is they say no, thanks. And a lot of times too, like a lot of our speakers for our, that we reach out for our first one said, you know, it, the timing isn't right. This just isn't, just doesn't quite fit right now. But later, I mean, like, I think we reached out to Natalie Frank for each of our summits and now she's speaking at the creative growth summit this month. Yeah. So, that's yeah, awesome. I if it's just timing. And- yeah. And like, we couldn't do this one right. because of timing, because of everything else we have going on. It falls always crazy yeah. <laughs> for us, but we were part of the second one. And so it's like, you never know what people have going on in their lives. Like, it's not really about you. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. And planting that seed too, like, especially if you plan on hosting multiple after your first one is really important because then the, it's on their radar. They understand, they know that it's going to happen. And the second ask might be so a lot easier. So can you talk to me about some of the like business logistics even behind speakers. So like I heard you kind of mention contracts or agreements. Like what does that look like? Where did you get those? What all like protection did you kind of have involved in that process? Yeah. So we actually have really minimal um like contracts slash agreements. It's actually technically I say contracts right now. We're not technically like doing contracts per se. It's more of like a kind of written agreement that they say like, yeah, sure, I understand kind of thing. And the biggest things that we include in that are that we found that like a lot of speakers are not really very big on helping to promote and that's okay for the most part. However, we do want to make sure that they just know that this is a big collaborative event and that even if they aren't promoting, other people are and they're benefiting from that. So it's good to just kind of let them know that like, hey, you will be benefiting. It's nice if you want to help us with uh, getting the word out to your audience as well. Um, Plus it's like a free event. So like your audience should like it, you're involved in it. So that kind of thing. That's one of them. Another one is just making sure that they get their videos in on time. You know, the farther back that it gets pushed, the harder it is for us because we have to edit and stuff. And then another one is just making sure that they understand that it's really a big deal if they end up backing out kind of, especially at the last minute that Obviously, we understand if emergencies happen, but it's also, I mean, yeah, no buts about that. Like emergencies happen, period. But also if it's a matter of like, oh, I just don't really have the time anymore, then that is a huge setback. Well, and that's what I appreciated about the event we were involved in with you. You guys were batch recording so early on. I think that's maybe why I thought it was in a different month because we recorded it like (laughs) so in a different time. But Mm -hmm. I liked that where it was just like, just agree. We'll like chat really soon about your topic. And then we've got everything from there. So it was really nice for us to just like get it off of our plate. And then we could worry about just kind of marketing it in a couple of months. That was super helpful. Yeah, yeah. And we try to do that. Like, and that's why that whole like the time frame thing works out the way it is too, is that we try to record as early as possible. And when we do record, this is kind of maybe an interesting take that not very many people would think about is that for our summits, we really want to have a really professional, really put together brand centric summit that we don't want to just have speakers like dishing in their videos and not really have any sort of coherency with it. So we do, we edit all of our videos. And one of the things that we do with our speakers is that we just do like a 10 minute interview, intro, outro thing. And then we say, okay, speakers, go ahead and like record your own presentation whenever is convenient for you so that you can, you know, kind of do it on your own time. It works out really well for us because we don't have to like sit through the entire thing, but we get to interact with the speakers on the video and edit it together. It all looks really nice and we don't like trick anybody into thinking it's live or sure. anything, but uh, yeah. A speaker but, yeah. hack, re- when you do your intro outro, record your education piece that same day so it can just all be done because that's what we did and it was so easy. 
Yeah, it's super easy. <laughs> You've mentioned a couple times about affiliates and I've seen affiliate links pop up. What was your thought process behind doing that? And what tech are you using to run all of that? Yeah. So we use Samcart for affiliate stuff and affiliates are hands down our biggest investment, but also best investment. Like there's no way that we would be making as much money or as big of a reach um, if we didn't have our affiliates. And so, yeah. So basically the way we do that is we use Samcart for our affiliate tracking and for our payment processor. So people go into Samcart, they buy their pass there, and then they get kind of moved over to think it big where they get like a coupon code to get into the course and stuff. But yeah, our affiliate expenses for the first one were like $2,200. But again, that's also paid after the fact. So we're paying it with our our uh, the revenue that we've already made. But yeah, as far as affiliates go, we really, really try to get as many people involved in it as possible. If not, because again, it's a community thing. Like we want people to feel like everybody else. I mean, you know, we don't want like the FOMO thing going on, but kind of the FOMO thing, like everybody else is doing it. Everybody's at this event. Everybody is like working together with it. And the more people that we get involved, the the more that the voice gets out, the more that other people want to post about it and be involved in it. And we've found, yeah, tons of success with that. And yeah, as far as like what they get out of it, they get 30% of the All Access Pass by telling their audience about it. So anybody in their audience who buys the All Access Pass, they get 30% of their sales. And then we also have like tons of swipe copy. So it's really easy for them to just grab an Instagram post and drop it on their Instagram as well as tons of swipe photos too. So yeah, we try to make it as easy yeah, as possible. Yeah, your branding and photos like, like on point. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Speaking of affiliates, what's our link apps? If you want to participate in this particular summit, which is happening now, you can grab your all access pass, i.e. get the videos forever at thestrategyhour.com slash growth. And then you guys can also still sign up for free for your free ticket this week too. So it's running from since yesterday. So the 10th through the 13th, and you guys will probably have missed most of the videos from yesterday. So again, grabbing that all access pass to access all of those. We talked a lot about automation and systemizing and like really kind of getting your business running like a well-oiled machine in that first day. Today, we are specifically talking about blogging, Pinterest, SEO. And you guys can still get access to that all day today, all day tomorrow and all day Thursday. So make sure you grab your free ticket for sure. And you can do that in link in, uh, in the show notes too. But also, yeah, totally grab your Alex's yes. pass. It's, it's honestly a no brainer investment. Yeah. I, I personally think I don't know, I'm biased, but <laughs> how many speakers are involved at this summit? There's 43. We have Holy shit. Yeah, and it's like 25 hours of content, you guys. Plus in the <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> Plus in the All Access Pass too, we also have an extra eight hours of content and like a hundred extra freebies or something like that. It's just insane. Um, so yeah, 25 hours of content, 43 speakers. I think 19 of them are keynote speakers, so they're like hour-long presentations. And yeah, they're all like we really, really want high quality presentations in it. So it's all really good. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy to see it back. I'm sad we couldn't participate this time, but hopefully we can give our two cents in the future. Yeah, totally. I'd love to have you guys again. Well, let's go ahead and head into talk strategy to me. And if people are like jazzed about like heck to the yes, I want to start my own virtual summit like next month, what do they need to be doing to prepare and make the most out of it? Yeah. So the five takeaways that I have for you guys and kind of like the definite need to do these things if you are planning on hosting your own summit are one to, again, make sure that you're social ahead of time before you reach out to people. Like 
have an idea of like a wish list of speakers that would be just like amazing if you had, make sure you go a little bit above um, your comfort zone with these. Because again, like the worst they can say is no. And the best is like, hey, you're getting your face in front of them. So yeah, making sure that you're social ahead of time and really setting a list of like, you know, kind of your dream people would be really great. Also, remember the benefits for everyone. So as a host, you benefit from getting lots of email signups and the money from the Alexis Pass. As speakers, they get lots of signups, they get exposure, they get the networking event. And then as as your audience, they get a free event with lots of really valuable education. So it's really a win-win-win for everybody. And I know that personally... I kind of can get caught up in like a, oh my gosh, we're not making enough right now. You know, it's the typical launch thing. Like you have Mm -hmm. that dead zone of launch sales. Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It does. And you like start to panic, but the more that you panic, the more that the sales are going to suffer. And if you just remember, like, this is really a beneficial event for everybody involved. The sales will start flowing again and the email subscribers will start flowing again. People feed off of your enthusiasm. So make sure that you're really excited about the takeaway. Number three is to remember that it's a community event. One of the biggest flaws that we see in creating virtual summits is that people kind of create these events that are essentially just kind of glorified webinars in a way that it's just a whole bunch of videos kind of pushed together. There's no real community involvement. There's no real excitement going on with people who are planning on watching it. And so again, remembering to keep your community involved, get people talking about it, show your enthusiasm, make sure that they're really getting something valuable out of it. And part of that value is networking with other people. So yeah, that's a big one for us. Number four is getting your tech ready ahead of time, getting at least some systems taken care of. Again, we are like setting up our shop so that we can kind of help people with this. But yeah, making sure that you have at least an idea of like, you know, how you're going to record your videos, how you're going to stagger them out during the actual summit week, etc. is really important, if not just for your own kind of sanity. And then lastly, to make sure that you this is a big one. Make sure you set aside at least a full week after your summit where you don't do anything. Like anything. no clients, nothing. nothing, no clients, no mm-hmm. follow-up work. You will have an automatic email that goes out that says, I am out of the office for this week. Yep. Go on vacation. Yes, it is a huge, huge endeavor, especially during the week of the summit. Mm-hmm. And you need that time to recoup. So That's a big, big one. Well, and if you think about it, if a regular product launch is one to two webinars over like seven (laughs) to 12 days, you're doing that many, like pushing them out. Not that you're sitting through them and hosting them, but you're pushing Mm -hmm. them out and like making sure people get in and access and the customer service just has to be bananas that week. Yeah. And I mean, I'm personally in there the entire week of the summit. I am literally pushing each video out, all 43 of them, (laughs) pushing each video out. I'm chatting in the chat box with the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm doing tech support, which a lot of this stuff you can outsource, obviously. Like if you have a VA right. and stuff, like this one, I'll probably be having our VA push out the videos. So at least I'm not doing that. But like I'm on tech support. I'm making sure that yeah. people can actually see them. I'm making sure that people are getting their emails and all of this stuff. So it was really exhausting the week of. That is definitely the hardest part, but also the most exhilarating. Absolutely. So, Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Sorry. I know we're done asking a crap ton of questions, but so the chat feature. So since the videos are pre-recorded and you've edited them, how are people chatting? Yeah. So this is a really cool. And again, that community aspect is really, really important to us with the chat. So we have it hosted on our website. The videos are pre-recorded. They go out at a different time. Like, yeah, they'd like stagger. So we have one at nine o'clock. We have one at 10, et cetera. 
And um, what we do is we have a chat role is the app that we use in our each individual speaker's room so that people can be chatting during the summit. What we also like about this is that the speakers can be chatting with people during their presentation. So instead of, you know, if you have a live thing, like they're working on their actual presentation with this, people can be asking the speaker questions about like things they don't understand during the presentation. They can be connecting and saying, oh my God, this is so exciting. I didn't really think about this. And it's really, really engaging for both our speakers and for um, the attendees. It, yeah. Chat we have found is so yeah. beneficial to enthusiasm, engagement, and what people learn and take away from a workshop. Like that's totally. not a gauche. That's awesome that you've found a way yeah. to integrate that. Love that. Well, thank you so much. Those were so many good <laughs> tidbits that I'm like, Oh, we're sure. ideas over here. Uh, watch out for our summit coming soon. No, uh, I know. I mean, <laughs> but really, yeah. I mean, thank yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Where else can people hang out with you online? Yeah. So we have Instagram is kind of our main place. We're just at Copper Kettle Co. right now. That might change in the future. So if you guys are watching this like way in the future, it might be a different name at that point. But right now it's at Copper Kettle Co. And then our other place, if especially if you're attending the summit, come hang out with us on our Facebook group. It's the Modern Conference. And that's where we're kind of spotlighting all of our speakers and talking more about summits. If you actually want to host your own, I'll be doing Facebook lives in there and kind of all of our tidbits in there too. So those are our two places. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.